Welcome. This is the Life Habits Podcast series, and my name is Carl Vradenberg. This is the series that helps you to learn new habits to optimize your life in order to stay sane in this crazy world. And the topic for today on episode 34 is work-life balance. And there's probably no topic closer to the overall issue of staying sane in this crazy world than this one. So let's start with some quotes. The first is by Albert Einstein, who says, Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. Diane Domeyer said, Companies today cannot afford to ignore the issue of work-life balance. Providing employees the flexibility to address personal commitments without compromising the needs of the business can make the difference between a good working environment and a great one. Louisa May Alcott said, Have regular hours for work and play. Make each day both useful and pleasant and prove that you understand the worth of time by employing it well. Then youth will be delightful, old age will bring few regrets, and life will become a beautiful success. She wrote that in the 1800s. Is an interesting one by Tom Stern that I found on his blog. How am I supposed to write a blog about work-life balance if you people won't go away? The last one is by Paul McFedries, who says, Words and phrases commonly act as cultural signposts that give us clues about where we are and where we're going. The phrase work-life balance is a perfect example. Coined in 1986, its usage in the mainstream press was sporadic for many years, but it's increased dramatically after the year 2000. So then, this is a topic, as those quotes really referred to, it's pretty central to what we do today, as many people, or most people, now find themselves working in some form of paid employment, and they also have the rest of their life to deal with and enjoy and engage in any number of other activities that are not directly related to work. I wanted to just first, though, talk a little about the controversy or at least disagreement regarding the term work-life balance. A lot of people have, you know, talked about it needing to be, you know, a true balance, a a true uh, distinction between when we're doing work and when we're doing living. (laughs) And most people now, I think, that are engaged in some form of work that they chose and some work that they actually quite enjoy really don't make the distinction to the same degree as some of the terminology that's used in this area would suggest. So you really are in a position where um, the distinction is more a matter of the integration of the various parts of your life together so that you have a balance that makes sense. So let's start down the top 10 list for this particular episode. And the first item, as is often the first item, and that is to assess your own practices. Think for a moment about the amount of time, the amount of energy, the amount of focus you give your work activity, the activities that you do as part of your employment, and then compare that to the rest of the things you do in your life. 
just take a moment to think about the degree to which you are engaged in activities regarding each of those parts of your life. Number two is what do you think it should be for you? There isn't a set requirement for anyone to have a particular combination. It's entirely a personal decision. Sure, there are constraints. There's certain things you need to get done in order to do your job, for example. There may be other aspects too in your life in terms of your involvement with families or partners or other hobbies that also demand a certain amount of time. So there may well be some constraints, but there really is this thought to there not being a set pattern for everyone. This really is, I think, a very personal decision, even in terms of, you know, choosing certain types of work. That's also typically a decision that affects the degree to which you'll be able to do other things in your life as well as actually engaged in work. It should also be clear then from what I've just been describing that equality or equal balance isn't necessarily the goal. It really should be what you desire for what your life and take into, into consideration the constraints that you have on yourself. But even some of those constraints can in fact be changed if you think it's important enough. I've said many, many times in this overall series that you got to think of where you would be, you know, toward the end of your life, looking back at your life. What do you want to be known for? What would you want to really feel good about having accomplished Think of all those kinds of factors when you consider this concept of the degree to which you're engaged in what we typically think of as work and non-work parts of your life. Number three is a suggestion to consider blending more the various parts of your life. This trend toward integrating both. And there's some thoughts in what I've read in this topic area where the term you know, integrating, some people just take as, as a, a negative direction that just means you're going to be working more. <laughs> and uh, there isn't even a, a, a recognition that you should be doing other things in life as well as, as work. But I don't think that really is the essence of this idea. The idea really is one of saying that, and I'll have some other thoughts that are related to this one. If you uh, don't uh, make this distinction between uh, doing a um, doing a job and needing to uh, get focused on uh, doing that for a specific period of your of your day, you know, like a set number of hours that that whole time that you're working on that, that then you're 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 engaged in work and that all the other time is then you know considered to be uh, something that is non-work uh, part of your your life. I think a lot of people are now thinking that that isn't necessarily the desired state, partly because you can sometimes do little bits of work and a little bit of engagement in dealing with the non-work parts of your, li of your life in little tiny segments uh, of time, uh, whereas, uh, uh, and you can stay in touch basically on both sides of those without really taking a huge amount of effort in terms of uh, either one of them. 
and a little bit of a time investment uh, in an integrated fashion in life can make both work a whole lot more enjoyably, more, more effectively than necessarily kind of artificially uh, segmenting your time between you know work and non-work uh, parts of your of your life. Uh, number four is kind of related to that, uh, and that is to work from home. There's a real trend in general where people who can are trying to and are deciding to uh, spend more time, you know, working from home with a lot of the capabilities now in being able to use, you know, the internet, using uh, voice over IP, phones uh, even. A lot of work is able to be done away from sort of the place of work. And a lot of people's jobs are also changing so that there, there are fewer people working for large corporations and uh, increasingly, you know, working for themselves and also smaller uh, enterprises. But whatever the, f- the form of employment, increasingly, I think people are considering and increasingly, increasingly adopting uh, the notion of working from home. And the benefit of that, of course, is that you can eliminate a period of time where you're commuting. And uh, as I've often said to my staff, sort of share that between the company and yourself, you know, just to take that extra time. If you do your commute uh, for typically, I think uh, the average commute is about half an hour. You uh, do that uh, twice a day and you've got yourself an extra hour to balance other parts of your life, whether you do that and, and, and spend that time on work activities or uh, non-work, you can work that out, but you've got extra time basically available for yourself. Uh, There's also a notion of being able to move more quickly from a work focus, as well as being able to uh, work over and and focus on, you know, non-work family or whatever issues as well. Now there's a challenge here, and we have talked about this before in previous episodes too, that the challenge is one of making sure that you still are clearly focused on one and the other not sort of taking over more than you would prefer. Going back to the first points I made, that you need to set your own boundaries and your own sort of calibrations of how much of your time at any one time you want to spend on you know, work versus non-work aspects of your life you have to keep that in focus. And if you're working from home, that is more of a challenge though. So you need to have a little bit more structure. You need to have a little bit more constraints in place, perhaps, that really will ensure that if you really need to be focusing for the next hour on a piece of work, that you're not interrupted. So the environment uh, that I work in, for example, when I'm working from home, is that if my door is closed, I can't be interrupted. And uh, I also use, as I've talked about in previous episodes too, indications on my online status too, as to when I'm available for being interrupted or being able to be contacted versus not. So I do the same thing with the physical environment. And I'm really quite uh, rigid in the adherence to you know those kinds of Uh, indicators. And uh, I find that that is really important that you don't always have time where you're blocked off and can't be uh, accessed. Um, But there are also uh, uh, times where you are able to be in a mode where you could do, 
you know, one or the other because it isn't as intensive. So if you need it to be interrupted by a work colleague or by a family member or friend that's calling, that you could do that level of interrupt. Um, but you really need to segment the times when you really need to be focusing on one or the other, you know, aspects of your life and not have the other intrude. So there are times that you need to block it. There are other times when you need to uh, be more open and where the kind of work you're doing, the kind of um, activity in general that you're doing is more conducive to multitasking, for example. Number five is use technology. We just spent some time, a previous episode on this as well, whole notion of if you're working from home, using virtual private networks or VPN, using smartphones, for example. There are lots of things you can do on a smartphone now as a little mini computer that you can get done. And so if, for example, you're you know, standing in line at a coffee shop to, uh, you know, to get your, your morning coffee, uh, while that may in a designation that we may have used in the past when we had a real differentiation between work and non-work time, you know, that would have been a non-work, let's say. You know, you just go to the neighborhood uh, coffee shop before work. But there's nothing to say that you can't just take out your smartphone and deal with some email while you're waiting in line anyway. No, you can also choose to just listen to some music, or in fact, you could do both. And so that's this whole notion of integrating the various parts of your life. You can now more easily do that than I think in the past as well. So I've mentioned before too, while at work or engaged in uh, certain types of, of work where you can in fact be you know, mildly interrupted, you could also you know, take messages, uh, text messages for example, uh, very easily and be able to answer them uh, unobtrusively within an overall environment. So there are lots of instances where you can uh, do that type of uh, work and really balance your activities uh, so that you're not really getting fully you know, into uh, one or the other. You're able to deal with both aspects of your uh, life or both categories of types of activities in your life. And being able to, as, as I said in the example regarding standing in the coffee line and being able to just take care of some uh, work activity like some email. Uh, that's a perfect example of here's some time that really was probably downtime that you could now make more effective use of in just closing off some other business type uh, work or uh, be able to uh, clear up and as a result, you know, give yourself some more time to do other things. And so it's quite natural, I think, and most companies now also recognize that employees really do a variety of things like that. And being able to integrate without really making it uh, annoying or make it make the interruptions too obvious. And I've, t- I've said this before too, for things like getting a, a telephone call uh, during a meeting at work, for example, you know, from your kids. Now that is, unless that's really, really, really an urgent uh, matter, uh, that really is uh, an interruption that is inappropriate, I think. Um, whereas, you know, if you got a, a text message, for example, that you can just deal with without anybody really even noticing what was going on, you know, that's an instance where you can probably deal with even non, you know, super urgent uh, items with regard to your non-work 
uh, items while you're uh, while you're at work. And the same thing with the other way around. You know, if you are constantly taking phone calls, you know, while at the dinner table, for example, with regard to work, you know, you're probably stepping over the line in terms of not integrating in a positive way the various parts of your life, but really doing it in a rather negative uh, way. Uh, whereas if you were to, you know, when you've, you're putting away the, um, the dishes or you're just doing a, a little bit of uh, um, waiting for the the dishwasher to finish uh, a rinse cycle, for example, if you were to, like I said before, bring out a, a smartphone, you could actually just deal with an issue that colleague may be asking of you in that kind of environment as well. So I think it's really a matter of taking the matter of interruptions and sort of the annoyance factor factor and being able to take and, and be really cognizant of those kinds of issues in being able to integrate, you know, the various parts of uh, your life. Now, you don't always have to do this. I mean, you, you can, you know, essentially, and this is uh, number six, uh, set limits, um, really have this notion of um, scheduling your activities where you're going to be spending some amount of time, you know, dedicated entirely to a work kind of activity and another one entirely on a non-work one. And I would suggest actually that you use a single universal calendar for both. A lot of people have, you know, a day timer for work and then they've got another, you know, family calendar separately for, you know, non-work activities. Those can, number one, and when they're not integrated together, can cause difficulty in the sense that you don't have them both in the same place, necessarily. It's also the case that they don't end up having equal importance, and you can get into a situation where, you know, the work calendar is uh, sacrosanct, it's the one that, that drives your activities, and then, and the, um, you know, the, the non-work one can, is just on slips of paper, it doesn't doesn't have the same level of importance, whereas if you put you know, your work and non-work activities on the same calendar and also do the scheduling of those activities. So you, you're scheduling a meeting at work. Well, why not schedule a meeting or schedule a, a block of time for an activity like uh, going out with a friend of yours, you know, uh, and there may well be an instance where you're integrating that into your life more, meaning that you don't only do that in the non-work time, that you could well do that at a time when you're also uh, the, the traditional sort of work time um, because that really works out well for both of your ca calendars. And you still end up doing the work you need to do. You just still are spending the time that you need to in order to create the deliverables or do whatever it is that you do for your job. But it adds to the quality of your life when you can actually put the non-work kind of activities on par with your work ones in your calendar, you know, as well. And I also am a strong advocate of blocking certain time on your calendar, whenever that might be. That might be a matter of saying that you're, you know, one day of week, you try not to have, you know, meetings so you can actually do a certain amount of heads down, really thinking and working time you know, for your for your job. Uh, there may be a time that you block uh, on on a weekend for getting yourself, you know, really uh, organized. And in fact, that's number seven. I advocate doing weekly 
planning. When you look at this calendar I was just describing, you really want to make sure that you're not just thinking about what you're going to be doing the next day and both work and non-work and then making any changes and and uh, being quite quite frantic I think about um, how your next day is going to go if you instead do your planning on a weekly basis that's a much more relaxed and it's also much easier to look at the balance this whole overall question of are, do you have the balance right you know is it the case when you look at the week ahead and the various activities you're going to be doing is there a balance between especially when you have this integrated calendar this this uh, universal calendar with both types of activities on it do you have the kind of balance that you want in your life this will give you some visibility to it right you'll be able to look at this thing and say hmm there's uh there's only work related things in here or you know there are some uh, instances where you've got uh, the balance the the wrong way around in the other direction i mean it all comes down to your own desire your own sort of vision for the way in which you would like to work keeping in mind the constraints that i mentioned earlier we don't live in a perfect world but then looking at your weekly calendar your weekly planning and making adjustments you know, you might well say, well, I got this huge deliverable due, you know, on Wednesday. So I'm going to, I'm going to be working, you know, solidly Monday and Tuesday and do an awful lot of work, you know, into well into the night too, in order to have that deliverable, you know, done on, on Wednesday and say, well, you know what, on Thursday, I'm actually going to go, uh, you know, with a friend of mine out for lunch. And we're going to, we're going to take a longer, longer lunch on Thursday. To, to balancing things out and and that kind of planning that kind of foresight rather than for example doing that deliverable Wednesday doing more work the, the next day you know you easily get to the point where you feel like you're out of control where you sort of sit back and say man you know I haven't seen that friend of mine for a long time why because you haven't made the time to balance the various aspects of your life by especially if your a lot of your work is uh, influenced by a calendar a day timer you know that kind of thing it really is important to use that to get to the level of balance in your life that you really have as your as your desired one number eight is to discuss this with significant others both your work colleagues and your your personal ones there are instances where something will work out a whole lot better let's say in your work uh, environment if you you know were to being able to integrate further you know that there may be you know sometimes during your your work week that you really need to go take off and and deal with a couple of you know personal things rather than just doing it or doing it without telling anyone you know tell the others you know what's going on and that you really like to do this and you know you still will you won't let down the team because you're going to be doing the work that needs to be done in fact you intended to balance that you know with other time elsewhere in the week but it's good to sort of let people know you know what's going on and, and plan it with them you know they may have another idea and they say well hey you know if you're going to go do that you know this particular week why don't i take on that that activity you got, you got this big personal thing on and you know the next time they could do the same for you so talk to uh the significant others in your fam in your family as well as in your your work situation to really figure out 
you know, what is the best way to deal with the various things that you've got going on in your life. So don't don't have this big hidden focus of of uh, only doing work stuff and never mentioning, you know, the 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 factors that are are impinging on your life that are important in your overall approach to the, your balance in your life uh, and try to do it all on your own. Uh, there are times when that's uh, beneficial. Now, keep in mind that people are of varying opinions about this topic of work-life balance, and you've got to make sure you understand who it is that you're speaking with, and there may well be particular sensitivities. So I'm not suggesting just no holes barred, you know, talk about anything with regard to all of this with anyone. You always have to match what it is that you're going to be talking about with the person that you're uh, going to speak, uh, be speaking with and, and understand, you know, where they're coming from, you know, on it as well. Number nine, similar to one of the quotes that I described off the top, is make your time count. This goes for the time you're engaged in work-related activities as well as, and very importantly, the times when you're spending doing non-work items as well. Really make sure that, you know, if you've planned the activity or there are times when it's spontaneous in terms of doing one of the other types of activities, engage deeply in it. Really make sure that you're applying yourself and that if, for example, you've decided to, if you've got kids, spend some time with your kids and really enjoy kicking the ball around or, you know, taking them to, you know, a movie, uh, whatever the activities are. Even though I've been saying that, you know, you can integrate you know, these activities more and you can, you know, take a text message and, and, and the like uh, within an overall context, you've still got to make sure that you're spending significant time on one of the other activities as well and that you've got to choose the times where you can be interrupted in times when you're just going to de devote yourself entirely. Again, the, the overall concept that I've really been advocating over many episodes is this whole concept of there are times when you need to be heads down and really focused. And that goes for work-related things and non-work-related things where you don't want to really be interrupted. There's another category of activity time where you can be uh, interrupted. And that's where I'm suggesting you can do more integration. You can do more seamless blending of going from one type of activity to another. But don't forget that there are both in a work and a non-work set of activities, times when you really shouldn't blend. You really shouldn't be moving from one to the other. You shouldn't be while you're kicking the ball around on the on the field, you know, with your kids. You don't want to be uh, taking calls from work or text messaging or, or doing your email and like at the same time. Yeah, that's that's a level of integration I'm certainly not advocating. And so that would really be disruptive. And the equivalent goes for, you know, work settings as well. So there really are focus time on the activity, whether it's work or non-work and also times when you can blend them as well. And it's your own call as to which ones you're most comfortable with blending. And it's also your call as to whether you want to really get to a level of balance that has a certain amount of personal, a certain amount of work time. I mean, there, there are colleagues of mine who have expressly made the decision. They've really gone through the thought process and decided that they really want to devote their, their significant amounts of time to work. 
that's just really what makes them happy and and the, a lion's share of their time they're spending on work that's their decision and they they're doing it with their eyes open there are other people that are more of the view that you know the non-work time is really really important and they try to uh, optimize you know for that more realizing that they also need to earn a living and they need to also you know advance their careers appropriately like as well so it really is this personal decision of what you want to uh, focus on the last item number 10 is uh, deep dives and uh, I've touched on this a little bit earlier but uh, there are when I talk about you know small pieces of time and uh, as I've talked about it earlier on in this podcast talked about sort of taking a little bit of time and then, you know, switching to another uh, period of time as well. There are times, though, when you want to completely get into one or the other. And I mean things like for personal time that you're going to take a vacation. There may well be a good block of time where you're going to completely be uh, outside of any involvement in work-related things. And I would strongly advise that. You may well want to also make sure that you block some time when you come back from a, a complete uh, sort of ho- uh, work holiday, a holiday from work, that you uh, have some time to, you know, get back to things or else, you know, doing that kind of being out of the loop entirely with regard to work uh, can be a pretty negative experience when you just look at how much email was built up and the like. So you really need to, I think, plan for recovery from taking uh, an entire block of time off for vacations. Uh, But the same thing with the the other way around, you know, that you may well have a, a block of time for a particular deadline at work, for example, where you or 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 a set of um, uh, meetings you need to go to a lot of travel that you need to do uh, this is something i always used to do that if i do a block of time where i need to travel uh, also make sure that you take that much more time you know with family and the like uh, uh, as well and don't just make the assumption that uh, you're away on on travel the whole time and everything else just is the same way when you come back again no you, i think you need to take the time to ensure that you're balancing it again in the way that you would like to in your life as well. So there are these instances where you take little bits of time between one and the other of these activities, but there are also these times that I'm advocating at least where you actually do some significant drill down and you have many hours or days of one or the other as well, recognizing you need to have that level of uh, balance. So that's the overall topic of work-life balance. One of the toughest things that many people I think are dealing with uh, some very very successfully I think in terms of this notion of integrating the two there are a lot of people that are not now much much more effective I think in work environments I think they're also much more effective and enjoy the non-work environments as well than uh, when things were really segmented in the past but it's also as a result tougher to try to do this level of balance and that's why I came up with many of these recommendations that are really in place for trying to help you to get that balance right and keep it right and have visibility to whether you are in fact getting the balance that you want. Pretty important topic in most people's lives. So uh, that's really that topic. I wanted to also just encourage you all and get uh, many emails and uh, there have been some comments in uh, iTunes and on the 
uh, show notes site as well with regard to this uh, podcast series. I, I'm, I continue to be delighted by the popularity of it. And uh, thank you all for uh, both uh, listening to it as well as providing your comments. And if you haven't done so, I, I, I particularly would love for you to go into iTunes and just leave a comment there. You know, just just a short you know sentence or two describing your perspective, your feedback on the podcast would be greatly appreciated. And any suggestions you may have with regard to topics in the future, any feedback you might have or questions you might have on any topic that I've dealt with, feel free to send those to me as well. You can get a hold of me at lifehabits at gmail.com. You can also see the show notes uh, at lifehabits.net. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done that already and just get these delivered directly to you in iTunes in the iTunes store. You can also get them on the Zoom store as well, if that's the uh, unit that you use. And most everything of mine now is also integrated into one website, carlvradenberg.com, that I try to put everything that I do. I also am on Twitter, so twitter.com slash carlvradenberg, my name. Uh, You can also uh, uh, connect with me on uh, Facebook, and it's facebook.com slash Carl Vredenberg as well. Try to be on the, all of these, but most of these then get integrated into the single site of carlvredenberg.com. That's it for this episode. Thanks all for listening, and we'll talk to you all next time. Bye for now.